Section 19 of Chimes from a Jester's Bells by Robert J. Burdett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Deborah Lynn. Chimes from a Jester's Bells by Robert J. Burdett. Section 19. Stories and Sketches. 17. The Legend of the Good Drummer. Now it was in the reign of the good caliph, may his memory be sweet, when all the land was blooming and fruitful, when every man was a daisy and every girl a peach, when ten buyers laid hold of one seller, and to be a drummer was greater than a king, when the bulbul sang in the meadows and made it lively for the picnic from the city when it camped upon his claim, when the caravans went up and down the trail and the sideshow blower rasped the echoes of Rubenville with his strident voice, that Abal ben Everywhere came to the city of Mrahaha in the land of Ohoho. Straightway he hied himself to the caravansary, which is called the Phoenix House, because that daily it is new-risen from its hashes. He flung his grip upon the counter, wrote his name all over the register, spake unto the clerk imperiously, and said, A sample room on the parlor floor, put in a fire, send my trunks up right away, order me a livery rig, get me a messenger, and see that thou call me for the 6.38 a.m. east without fail. But see me take Monica, the clerk, looked not at him, neither answered him aught, but walked slowly to the mirror and gazed upon himself, for he was well favoured and fair to look upon, and he himself knew it. And Abou ben Everywhere gat him forth from the caravansary, for he was an hustler, and he went into the booths and bazaars of the merchants, and them that sell, and he laid hold upon them, and held them up, and he filled them to overflowing with new stories and marvellous incidents by flood and field, and he wrote down orders which they gave not while they laughed, and got upon them the cinch of the good salesman. And them that were obstinate, enticed he unto his room, and spread out his samples before them, until that they were bewildered, and knew not what they lacked, nor what they wanted, and to these he sold the biggest bills. For Abou ben Everywhere had sand, which was also salted with gall. He strapped his razor on his cheek, and shaved the other man with it. Moreover, he slept not in the daytime, neither was he dormant during business hours. Likewise, he was exceeding broad between the eyes, and from his frontal bone to his occiput it was a long way for a slow man, and because that his head was his capital, he carried it level, for he said, A drinking man can't even sell whiskey. And when even was come, he gat him to bed and slept, for he said, It is a dead town, and there is no place to go. And before the second watch of the night, Rummel M. Up, the porter, smote on the panels of his door, and cried aloud, O, oh, Abou ben Everywhere, arise and dress, the day stayeth not, and thy train is on time, and coming right along. And Abou ben Everywhere arose, and girt his raiment about him blindly, and he marvelled that he was so sleepy, for he knew that he went to bed exceedingly early, even with the fowls of the barnyard. And when they reached the station, lo, it was the mail train west, and it was 10.25 p.m., and Abou ben Everywhere reached for Rummelamop the porter, and caught him a half-arm jab in the neck, and he said unto him, Carry me back to my room, and pay thou the busman both ways, for I will not, and see that thou call me at 6.38 a.m., or thou shalt die the death. And he gat himself up into his bed, which was even a corn-cob mattress, laid on basswood slats. But he recked not, for his busy day made his sleep sweet. And at the midnight watch it was so, that Rummelum up the porter beat again upon his door, and shouted so that all the corridor might hear, Awake, about Ben Everywhere, 
thou of the long reach and short temper, for the time waneth, and the train stayeth for no man. Awake and haste, for slumber overtook thy servant, the hour is late, the way is long, and the bus runneth not for this train. And Abal ben Everywhere arose, and cast on his garments as one loadeth hay, and girded up his loins, and gat forth with great speed, for his heart was anxious. Nevertheless, he gave Rumelum up a shekel of silver, and bade him carry his two grips, and railed upon him for a driveling laggard. And when they were come to the station, behold, it was 11.46 p.m., and the train was a way-freight going south. And Abal ben Everywhere fell upon Rumelum up the porter, and outclassed him, though he was under his weight, and he smote him sore, and entreated him roughly, and said, O oh, pale grey ass of all asses! The prophet pity thee if thou call me once more before 6.38 a.m. And he walked back to his inn, and gat him to bed. And sleep fell upon him heavily, for he was sore discouraged. And he said within himself, Is this a business trip, or a six days walking match? And when he was in the soundest of his slumber, it was so that Rumelumop, the porter, kicked fiercely against his door with a noise that would call the seven of Ephesus, and he cried through the transom, Oh, above and everywhere, prince of drummers, may thy sleep be sweet, awake and dress with speed. It is night in the valleys, but the day star shines upon the mountains. Truly thy train is even now due at the station, but the bus is indeed gone. And Abal ben Everywhere, the drummer, frightened himself awake, for he said, If I lose that train, I am out a good customer. And he stayed not to tie his shoes, but put on his garments as he ran to the station, while Rumelum up the porter splashed ahead with one grip and a lantern. For it was pitch dark, knee-deep, and raining like a house afire. And when they reached the station, Rumelum up the porter cried aloud and said, May the prophet prosper thy samples, O Abal ben Everywhere, favoured of fate, for verily I am a hustler, thou art a lucky man, and thy train still waiteth for thee. And lo, it was a gravel train, going west the next morning, and the clock in the steeple told two a.m. And Abal ben Everywhere stood up before Rumelum up the porter, and he caught him by the beard, and fanned him with his boots, and beat him, and pelted him with mud and words all the way back to the Khan. And he seized his lantern from him, and smashed it over the head of the wooden Indian in front of Cabbage Leaf, the tobacconist's, and he wept with rage, and said, Would that I owned the Phoenix house, for then would I slay thee, and hire this graven image in thy place, O thou that art swift to blunder! Only art thou fit to stand in the post-office, and hold out thy tongue for men to lick stamps thereon. And he was red-hot, so that when the watchman of the night bade him hold his peace, Abal ben Everywhere was rejoiced to be sassed, for he ached to relieve himself. And he lifted up his voice still louder, and he blessed the watchman with the left-handed blessing of the tribe of the Gammons, and he called him a cop, and pushed him out from the shelter of the awning, even into the rain, and wet his new uniform. For Abal ben Everywhere, of the tribe of Roundabout Town, had seen watchmen of many cities, and he feared nothing in all the world save a slick customer. And when they reached the caravansary, he repeated his order, and get him to bed once more. Now, when Abal ben Everywhere awoke the next time, he called himself, and the sun was high and shone in at his windows, and the noise of the trolley and the chariots of the merchant rattled in the street, and his heart sank within him, for his watch had stopped. Wherefore he girt his garments on him, and went softly downstairs, for he was dumb with fear. And Simi Take Monica, the clerk, which was behind the counter, greeted him, and said, 
Oh, Abel Ben Everywhere, live in peace. It is too late for breakfast and too early for dinner. Nevertheless, it shall not make any difference in the bill. But Abel Ben Everywhere could not speak, for he was voiceless with wrath. And when he had pulled himself together, he sought out Ramalamup the porter, and he said unto him, O Chuck el Edded Pup, which is thou that sleepest at train time, wherefore hast thou forgotten to call me? And Ramalamup was for the first time angry, and he spread out his hands and cried, O oh, Ebal ben Everywhere, the drummer, quick in speech and hasty to slug without cause, wherefore shouldest thou get up at daybreak when there is another train goeth the same way at the same hour to morrow morning? Wilt thou also join thyself unto the tribe of Kikas? For the Kikas are a people abhorred of them who dwell in the Khans. And Ebal ben Everywhere tore his hair and rent his garments and cried, Woe is me, for am I not stuck in this dead town another day? But Ramalam up the porter mocked him and said, Manana, for he had learned to swear in New Mexico. And Abal ben Everywhere would not hearken unto the people of the Khan, but he paid his bill and hired a man and a team to take him to the next town, which was the village of Wayback, on the dead branch of the dry fork of Lost Creek. Neither did any merchant dwell therein. And Abal ben Everywhere mocked Simitake Munica the Clark, neither would he further patronize the house but he hired his team from a livery stable down the street now the livery stable belonged to the house all the same but about ben everywhere which was the son of know about everything wist not that it was so for of a truth no man can know everything unless he had settled on this planet before the surveyor's stakes were set and hath never been away from it since end of section nineteen